This is The Widow Podcast and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton and The Widow Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of The Widow Podcast. In this episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about glimmers. They are the opposite of triggers in our grieving journey. And I want to help you understand what they are, what they mean, and how they can support you in your grieving journey. I have been talking about glimmers in my coaching with my clients and my communities for a long time, but I haven't referred to them as glimmers. It's not a concept (laughs) or a word that I was aware of because it's only recently become more widely known because a TikTok video that was made in February 2022 highlighted glimmers and what it means and how we can access them. So the theory was introduced by Deb Dana in 2018 in the book Polyvagal Theory in Therapy, Engaging the Rhythm of Regulation. Deb Dana, a psychotherapist and author, coined the word glimmers and branded them the opposite of triggers, stating they are tiny micro moments of joy that allow us to feel calm and give us a sense of inner peace. Now, in my work, in my programs, in my membership, I have been referring to the term looking for the good. And you may well have heard me talk about that a lot in previous episodes. Because of the importance of how that supports us and what it does for us and how it allows us to reframe our thinking and seek what still feels good, even in the darkest of days. Sometimes we do have to look a lot harder, but those glimmers of light they are still there. Sometimes they are tiny, but they are there. And if we can allow ourselves to seek them out and see them, it really is incredibly helpful to us in our journey. And sometimes these moments, because they are so small and because our grief is so heavy, they can be easily missed and they pass us by especially if we're not looking closely enough, we're not allowing ourselves to see what feels good, what brings us that sense of calm, of hope, of connection. But they're all around us all the time. It may be your favourite song being played somewhere, a beautiful flower growing through the crack in a pavement, a rainbow, the warmth of the sun on your skin. They may be tiny and easily missed, but they are incredibly important. Individually, they are small, but if you bring them together, they come together to create enough joy, peace or comfort to keep you moving. And that's what we want. It's the cumulative effect of all the little things that we do that matter 
And I think sometimes we can be very focused on the big things, which is important. They they do need our attention and they need to have a place in our journey. They really do. But because they're big, they sometimes can feel unachievable or we're not able to do them necessarily on a regular basis. So it is seeking out these smaller moments, these micro moments that allow us to build something that feels supportive, that allows us to keep moving forward, because that's what we want at the end of the day. Now, I'm not a psychotherapist. I'm nowhere near. I'd love to be one. It's fascinating, but I'm not. Um, However, the polyvagal theory works on the concept that our nervous system has a significant effect on our mental health. Deb Dana states that all of our experiences begin in our central nervous system. It's where our thoughts, feelings, behaviours, body responses, everything starts. Glimmers activate our parasympathetic nervous system, giving us that sense of calm and safety. Essentially, glimmers can regulate us when in our sympathetic nervous system or our fight or flight. Now, When we are grieving, when we are in grief, we are in our stress response. So our sympathetic nervous system is activated and we can feel on high alert, like we're about to escape danger and run away. And it can be a very heightened feeling of stress, of unease, of discomfort. And It's hard. It's really hard because what we crave and what we want is some stillness, is to slow down, is to calm ourselves, to to regulate our, our pulse, our breathing rate, our blood pressure, and to just bring in a sense of safety. Because when we are in trauma, we are constantly scanning for threats. And that's okay. That's how it should be. That's how we are wired. We are wired to be kept safe. So our brain is always looking out for for danger, but that is really heightened when we are grieving, when we are in trauma. And our body really does need that sense of calm to help bring us back down. And that can really support us. Now, often in life, we default to all or nothing thinking. But actually, glimmers can help us see that joy and pain can coexist because we get very caught up in the belief that we are only one thing at any one time. So we can only be happy. We can only be angry. We can only be sad. And it's not true. You've heard me talk about the phrase bittersweet before. And that comes up for us a lot in grief because everything's tinged with sadness because our person isn't here. But there are also moments of joy, of happiness, of laughter within that. And it's down to us to choose what we focus on. Now, I'm not saying we have to completely avoid and push away our grief and our sadness and our pain. It's not about that. It's about finding that healthy balance. We need time in our grief. We need time to tend to our feelings and to sit with them, to nurture ourselves through them, to feel them. And I know that's big and that's scary and uncomfortable, 
but it's an important part of our healing process. But it's an equally important part of our healing process to be able to see the good, to experience the calmer, peaceful, joyful times that we absolutely deserve and that we can find. And if we can give ourselves permission, if we can understand that by reaching out for those moments, by noticing them, by maybe inviting them in more, it doesn't take anything away from us. It doesn't lessen our grief, our love in any way. It doesn't mean that we're being disloyal. I know it can be wrapped in a lot of guilt. I understand that. It's hard. None of this is easy and none of it is overnight either. And I think it's really important to remember that we do want to find a way forward. We do want to feel more balance, more peace, more calm, more contentment in our lives. However, it doesn't happen quickly and you may not notice it happening for a long period of time, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. And it's that consistency that allows us to keep stepping forward, to keep growing, to keep working through our grief. And eventually the results do come. As we know, life and grief, it is a huge mix of up and downs. We refer to it as a roller coaster ride, and it really is. You know, we are all over the place. The highs are high and the lows are low. But we can become more resilient by searching for the glimmers when the grief feels heavy. They may be small, but they do have the capacity to come together to reframe the way we view life and ultimately teach us to be more positive. And when we give ourselves permission to do that, we see more, we become more, we experience more. And that really is a wonderful feeling. Now, when I reflect back on on my journey after Simon died, I noticed that actually I did allow myself to see the good and notice the glimmers quite naturally. It wasn't necessarily something I had to work hard for. However, we're all different and we all do this incredibly differently. I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time. Had I have known, I think I'd have done more of it and I'd have done it with less guilt, with less shame, with less criticism or judgment of myself. Because that's what we do, because this is all unknown and we don't know how to navigate this in the best way that we can. But I do remember there were times when I absolutely could recognize what felt good for me, what felt like a glimmer of light in the darkness. And mine will be very different to yours. It's not for me to tell you what those things are, it's for you to notice what those things are for you and to create that awareness around them so that we are able to find a way of regulating ourselves when we are triggered, when we feel very heavy in our grief. What are the things that we can do that we can bring in that allow us to activate our parasympathetic nervous system and calm that down in a way that gives us time and space to breathe, to process and work our way through it in the best way that we can. And the more that we can learn to regulate ourselves, the more we are able to support ourselves in our grief. 
ultimately reducing our suffering. We're suffering enough. This is hard enough. We don't need to layer it with any more suffering, but we do. Day in and day out with our thoughts, our behaviours, our feelings, you know, the words that we use, the action that we take. And that's not intentional, but when we create awareness around what we're doing and how that helps us, it's so beneficial. Now, there are many ways in which we are able to to regulate ourselves as well as looking for the glimmers. Movement, moving our body is such a great thing to do because when we are in that stress response, when we're in the fight, flight, freeze response, our body believes we're in danger and we want to, to flee the scene. Okay. You know, if you go back over the years when we were hunter gatherers and we were out looking for food and a saber toothed tiger turns up, you need to get out of there pretty quick. You know, you're in danger and you're in the same stress response. So by exercising, you are telling your body you are escaping the danger, you are running away, you're releasing the stress hormones, and you're bringing in the feel-good hormones. And it's a wonderful way of, of giving that message to the brain that actually we're okay, we're escaping the danger, and we feel safe now. Tending to our feelings and emotions, we're very quick to dismiss them, to push them away, to distract ourselves. Sometimes those distractions are healthy. Sometimes they're not so healthy. It's a learning curve, right? You know, we don't get it all right at the beginning. And whatever, do we ever really get it all right? I think um, life's about learning and, and figuring it all out. And sometimes we'll do things that don't necessarily have the outcome that you would have liked or expected but there's still information in there. So it's not that you're getting it wrong, you're learning. And our feelings, our emotions, they need that time. They need that attention. And it's up to us to give that attention. Breath work is a wonderful thing to do and it's available to us all at any time. Creative arts, music, dancing. There's so many things we can do to help regulate our nervous system. But glimmers, looking for the good is something that we can do every day by being more mindful, more present and more intentional. By just taking a moment, by just being. I remember I used to have to drive for about half an hour to go and see my counsellor in the early days after Simon died. And my counsellor would say to me on the way here, I want you to look for the good. I want you to look for things that give you a, a, a sense of love, of appreciation, of warmth, whatever that thing is. And, you know, I would take that drive and it'd be through the countryside and, you know, at one point it was autumn and the leaves were changing. And it was just so beautiful. And the colours in the sky were just so beautiful. And like I say, these, these glimmers started small and they grew. They grew over time. And it's learning how we allow ourselves to see and notice these glimmers. And as with everything, it starts with awareness. Because if you're not aware, there's not a lot you can do. And creating that awareness, again, it's in the stillness, it's in taking the time and allowing yourself to feel what you feel. What's going on around you? What does that do for you? Does it lift you up? Does it help you to feel nurtured, supported, loved, cherished? Or does it drain you? Do you come away just thinking, 
oh my goodness, you know, that just took everything I had. And I, I don't feel like I've come away with anything of value that feels supportive for where I am right now in my journey. And just stopping, stopping and smelling the roses, you know, look around what's going on. What do you see? What do you feel? What do you hear? What do you smell? Notice what feels good. What brings that moment of peace, joy, or comfort? I used to love going up to a local hill where Simon and I used to walk. I still love going up there. I do it a little less now. Time. I have less time. But being up there, seeing the view, being up high made me feel closer to Simon. And I love that. And of course, I was moving. I was outside in nature. All helps, you know, the birds, the trees, your favorite coffee, a good friend, a cuddle from your dog, your cat, whatever pet you may have can just feel so lovely. Silence and stillness. Those things still bring me so much joy. I love being still because I rarely get to do it. And I think making time to do it is a gift. The ocean, water, so powerful, so nurturing, so restorative. I love being by the water. The warmth of the sun, freshly cut grass, rainbows. They're going to be different for everyone. So think about what yours can be. Look around you, be open, be aware, because what used to maybe make you feel good may not so much anymore. It may be different. And this is why our awareness is so important in our journeys, because so much has changed. You know, when you lose a life partner, little stays the same. So now we have to relearn what works for us and what doesn't. And it's it's almost sort of going back to basics, starting from the bottom and building up from that and really noticing what feels good, what doesn't, and leaning into what feels good, seeking that out, bringing more of it into your life. Your brain wants to see it. You are built for survival. Support yourself in that. Be a glimmer seeker. I would love, 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 love to hear what your glimmers are in your day. What brings you those moments of peace, of joy, of comfort, of connection? Share them. Let me know. And I think it's just so wonderful because it gives other people ideas as well, what theirs could be that they may not necessarily have noticed as yet. And they can go out and seek those glimmers wherever you are in your journey. Just take some time. Just be still, sit in the garden with a cup of tea, your favorite coffee, and just notice what's going on around you, what fills you up, and do more of that. You're absolutely allowed to. It doesn't take anything away from you. It doesn't minimize your loss. You're not being disloyal. It doesn't take anything away from you in terms of your grief. Remember, Two opposing emotions can coexist in any one moment. And as much as you will seek out these glimmers and feel those moments of peace, of joy, of contentment, it's alongside your grief. It's not an either-or situation. It's not black and white. It's all there and you're feeling it all. But allow yourself to notice the good as well.
it will support you hugely in your journey. If this has been helpful to you, please share, share with anyone and everyone because it helps me to reach more people. I would love it if you could take a moment. Very few people do and it really does help me reach more people. If you can leave a review, rate the podcast, subscribe. It really does allow me to reach more people that need to find their light in their darkness because it's not easy. So I'm sending you lots of love as always, and I will see you again very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Widow Podcast with me, Karen Sutton. If you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief, come and join my free Facebook group, Widowed and Rising. And make sure you tune in to the next episode of The Widow Podcast. Podcast.